0: Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, we take a look at the Dodgers outfield situation and see if there's any free agent relievers available that the Dodgers can pick up. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On, Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On, Dodgers. And if you want to make it easy on yourself, subscribe in all those places and you'll never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time listening or watching, I'm Vince Samperio, and it's usually two of us, uh, although it hasn't been two of us for a little bit now. Jeff and I have been, you know, helping each other out, going going uh, solo when we need to, and that's what's happening today. I do apologize for this episode being a little bit later than normal. Uh, you know, there's just a lot going on on, on my end as well, and... I wasn't able to get to it, and now I'm getting to it now. So uh, appreciate you guys for still listening and, and still being here. And uh, sorry, it's a little bit later. We should be back on track the rest of the week. Uh, we're both lifelong Dodge fans. We both cover the team. We both cover the team, and uh, we're both here to bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, for about 30 minutes. And uh, that's here. That's what I'm here to do today. No news on the Dodgers. And before we get started getting into it, just, uh, you know, going into a different sport. Uh, last night, we saw the Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills collapse on the field, uh, had to be given CPR, was taken to a local hospital. The latest report I've seen was that he, his vitals were back to normal, but that he still couldn't breathe on his own. Uh, so, you know, thoughts, prayers, positivity, anything you guys believe in, you know, to him and, and his family and the entire Bills organization and the NFL, you know, in whole, that's, that's a a scary thing to see, a scary thing to, to happen. And, you know, we're all into sports, even if you're not into football, you know, sports as a whole. Uh, you know, it's a community and, and we just want to make sure, you know, we acknowledge it and, 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 throw what we can his way. Uh, I do know he has a, a GoFundMe for a toy drive that he started and it's, I think over $3 million now people have donated. Um, I'll maybe try to include the link in the bio, but if not, you can just search Damar Hamlin toy drive, GoFundMe or something like that. And, and I'm sure it'll pop up. And if you you know feel inclined to donate, so, uh, Tough transition, but but moving on from that, we get into the Dodgers. There's no real news. Uh, We are now in our third day of January, and nothing's really happened at all on the baseball side of things. So we're here to continue to talk about what the Dodgers roster currently looks like. Um, We are a a few days away from them having to make a decision on Trevor Bauer. So once that happens, obviously we'll, we'll talk about that, but there's been... Really no indications. There was a report from a reporter that's not necessarily trustworthy saying that he's talked to some Dodger players and that they would be on board with him coming back. But again, that reporter hasn't necessarily been known to have sources, break news, anything like that. Um, And it hasn't really been corroborated by anybody. So we're just going to leave it at that. But we're here to talk about the outfield situation. Yesterday we talked about second base, third base, Miguel Vargas, Max Muncy, those types of guys. Today we got you know outfield, mainly center field and left field is what we're going to talk about today. And then take a look, is there any relievers out there available that the Dodgers could go after in free agency? Uh, we looked at starting pitchers on yesterday's episode and there wasn't much left out there. Spoiler alert, relievers is is similar, but uh, there are a couple names that are a little bit intriguing, so we'll, we'll get to that later on in the episode, but let's jump into it because the Dodgers have vacancies essentially in center field and left field vacancies in the fact that there's not anybody on the current roster that is a for sure full time starter at any of those positions. Chris Taylor could be a full-time starter at either of those positions, but as we've seen in years past, that's not really the way the Dodgers would like to use him if they don't have to, if they're forced into it, if it becomes a necessity or something like that, then yeah, they, they would hand him either left field or center field and, and put him out there every single day. But I would imagine they don't want to do that. Although it is harder to see exactly how that happens. Um, you know, just based on the fact of what they have. And and this, you know, everything's connected at this point with the versatility the Dodgers have or more so what, what Chris Taylor has. Yesterday we talked about the infield and, you know, Chris Taylor in theory could be a second baseman or a third baseman on a daily basis if needed or at least on a on a basis when they need him. Uh, But he could also play center field and left field on the basis that they need him. So... The situation in the outfield is going to be aided by what happens in the infield, and it'll all connect once they get to it. Um, and, you know, a lot of this talk could be proven wrong or, or you know, unnecessary if the Dodgers do go out and, and make a deal for a shortstop or for an outfielder or for somebody that fills a hole somewhere else that moves someone else around. But when it comes to it right now, you if opening day was tomorrow and the Dodgers had to have, you know, a roster ready, i would imagine the center fielders would be Trace Thompson and James Outman in some combination and then the left fielders would be Miguel Vargas and Chris Taylor in some combination and that's the way the Dodgers would go with it. Now, this, you know, it, it can go two ways. Is it the most ideal situation? No, but Realistically, from outman Trace Thompson playing every day, you could get similar output to what you got from Cody Bellinger the last few years, just in terms of you know, not maybe raw numbers, maybe the home runs wouldn't quite be there, but in terms of you know, OPS on base percentage, everything else, OPS plus, it's pretty hard to be as bad as Bellinger was, but also Trace Thompson was. Not really a major leaguer for a couple of years for a reason. Last year he had a nice little season for the Dodgers and, and a little bit of a resurgence but when it came down to it in the postseason and him getting at bats, he didn't come through and and you know he looked like the guy that was out of baseball for a couple of years or not out of baseball but out of the majors for a couple of years. James Outman came up had a scorching heart start to his career, you know home run first at bat. You know, five, I think five of his first six hits were for extra bases. uh, But then he did strike out in six of his next last seven plate appearances before going back down. So while those guys have talent, they'll be able to hold it down. You don't know what you're going to get exactly. You know, Trace Thompson could be a guy that is a major leaguer again. and, And maybe the Dodgers found something or maybe he just worked on something but it is very possible that he goes back to the guy that strikes out a lot and you know uh, the occasional home run doesn't outweigh all the strikeouts and you know lack of lack of consistent hitting you know James Outman was a guy that was drafted pretty low has worked his way up and into a legitimate prospect but he also is a guy that you know wasn't drafted very high and could go back to that very easily or could be outmatched in the majors. We've seen a lot of guys have success in the minors, be outmatched in the majors. Uh, just recently we've seen guys like that, you know, Zach Rex, Zach Rex, DJ Peters, guys like that 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 had success in the minor leagues, came up for the Dodgers, didn't work out. They ended up both going to the Rangers, didn't work out, and they're both playing overseas, uh, I believe. I know for sure Zach Rex is. I'm not sure DJ Peters stayed out there. But yeah, they're both playing out there. So that's very much possible as well. And if that happens, that's kind of the doomsday scenario for the Dodgers. Because you're you're not getting the production. Defensively, Trace Thompson and James Altman are both very good athletes. They both would be able to man down center field. Maybe not as good as Cody Bellinger. But not enough to say like, oh man, these guys are not good on defense. Uh, they're both pretty solid on defense. So. As of now, that's what it would look like. There's still, you know, we'll talk about left field and we'll talk about other potential options in center field. But first, let's talk about BetOnline because this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net and BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting, info, stats, news and analysis. They got all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the end of college bowl season to basketball. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, they got those on there as well. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info. Go check it out. Go check out the website. Get on your laptop. Get on your mobile device. Check out betonline.net. See everything that you need. Get all your betting info and learn more today. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're back and continuing this talk about the outfield situation. Now let's stick with center field a little bit longer. Chris Taylor could, you know, Definitely play center field. And if the situation with Trace Thompson and James Altman doesn't work out and and Chris Taylor, you could see Chris Taylor getting a bulk of the starts in center field just based on defense and based on if he can get his hitting back on track. You know, he had a really bad year last year, but he said he was fighting a swing all year and, and then he had an injury. So hopefully he can get back on track. And, and if so, then he can, you know, man down center field if need be. The other options are a couple guys on minor league deals the Dodgers signed, one being Jason Hayward, one being Bradley Zimmer. Um, and, you know, these are hoping the Dodgers get lucky. Not lucky, but hoping the Dodgers, I don't know what the right word is, hoping the Dodgers can rejuvenate, read. Re, re, not recreate, but bring these guys back from from seemingly the baseball dead. Now, both of these guys are, are solid defensively. Jason Hayward's a little bit older. You know, Bradley Zimmer's still pretty good defensively. But these guys leave a lot to be desired when it comes to the offensive side. Now, Jason Hayward has been good offensively before. Still young enough to where they maybe could tap into something, figure something out. You know, as, as 2020 seems far far and, and long ago but you know 2020 Jason Hayward had a pretty solid 60 game you know short season there uh still proved that he could hit now it's been two years since then but you never know you know the Dodgers could find something you know tweak some levers as as Andrew Friedman likes to say although that's more on the pitching side but but either way you know Jason Hayward option Bradley Zimmer option I uh, it, it kind of goes both ways like yeah, if these guys figure something out and they're good, then yeah, they can be in center field. But I do think if either of these guys are in center field for the Dodgers, something went really right or something went really wrong. And uh, you would hope that something goes really right. But even then, you're not entirely sure. So we we move to left field. And left field, like I said, probably Chris Taylor Miguel Vargas combination of some sort, depending on what Chris Taylor is doing in the infield and depending if they use Miguel Vargas in the infield. But as of now i would expect you know one either of those guys to be in left field most of the days and here is chris taylor very good defensively miguel vargas still learning the position i would assume working all offseason on on infield and outfield work but still you know it, it's not the easiest thing to learn the outfield if you haven't played it your entire career but but miguel vargas is a pretty good athlete he should be able to figure it out and at least play passable left field i mean like i mentioned before we we saw Kyle Schwarber's turned himself into a passable left fielder, and uh, you know he's not as athletic as Miguel Vargas is. So I don't have I have faith in Miguel Vargas to to you know be able to handle things defensively. Uh, it's just a matter of can he do it and will he do it. But you know left field, barring anything else happening, would imagine it's going to be Miguel Vargas and Chris Taylor, and that that's pretty stable. Now you know you you look at all this and and you look at. The Dodgers roster and you know there's not really anybody else down there that you're like oh yeah that guy's gonna be ready to go in terms of prospects or in terms of guys that are already on the 40-man roster now you do have Andy Paez on the 40-man roster you do have Johnny DeLuca on the 40-man roster Johnny is uh, similar to a James Outman of a late bloomer type um, and you know maybe he could come up and Provide some value, but I don't know if he will. Andy Pajas is a guy who can bring power. And if they put him in the majors and just said, here, you're the left fielder and gave him every day. I don't know if he did over 200 because he, he does have some swing and miss in his game. But I would probably think he'd hit 20 to 25 home runs. And. You know, at the very least, that's something the Dodgers could benefit from. But I don't see that happening, but, I, you know, it, it is possible. And it's very possible that if Andy Pajas gets off to a hot start in the minor leagues, that, you know, he could find his way on the roster at some point for the Dodgers because he does have that power and he has, you know, the major league ability to hit. Just don't know how consistently, but he does have major league power for sure. So um, that, that's where we're at there. But we go over to free agents and just kind of take a look and see what's left in the outfield. And, and there's not much left. You know, you go to the left, primarily left fielders, and, and this is ranked on war the last two seasons. You got Adam Duvall, A.J. Pollock, David Peralta, Robbie Grossman, Jerks and Profar, Tommy Pham. Nothing there inspires too much confidence in left in center field. You have Rafael Ortega, who honestly I've never heard of. Odubo Herrera, Adam Engel, Lorenzo Kane, Kevin Pillar, nobody that's really inspiring anything. And then in right field, you got Tyler Naquin and Cole Calhoun, who Cole Calhoun has owned the Dodgers. uh, But I don't think he's had negative 1.1 war the last two seasons. So, yeah, not not the most ideal situation. Now, there are some intriguing names in left field, you know, Pollock. I don't think I would want to go after him, but if the Dodgers did, it wouldn't be, you know, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, he's 35 years old, struggled a little bit last year, has had injury issues, you know. I don't know how it would be cheap, obviously, to sign him, but I don't know if it's worth it. Now, you know, the other part of it is kind of when we figure out what, what, what happens with Trevor Bauer, if they can find a trade partner, but if not, you know they're already up against the that first luxury tax and if they're going to go over it then they might as well go over it and, and they could you know have a little bit more flexibility but again there's not any big name free agents anyways David Peralta is intriguing just for the fact that he's still been a pretty decent hitter against right handers uh the Dodgers have you know know him from seeing him against playing against him with the Diamondbacks for so long again another one 35 years old at that point I would you know I don't know if I'd rather see Andy Paez over David Prata, but I'd rather see Andy Paez over Prata if that if it came down to it. One name that in is intriguing just for the fact of it's an interesting thing is Jerickson Profar. Now Jerickson Profar, he's okay defensively in left field. He's not amazing. He had a pretty decent, you know, season last year for the for the Padres offensively, but even then he's not necessarily a guy that you're I mean for the Dodgers and and teams like the Padres where they're a little bit top heavy yeah it could work out to where oh you know jerks and Profar can be the guy for you you know he had a 111 OPS plus last season which is almost the best of his career the best of of a full season in his career he had a 114 OPS plus in in 2020 uh but 111 OPS plus best of his of his career so far um but even then, I mean, you look at 2021; he had 83 OPS plus. You look at 2019; he had a 91 OPS plus. So, he hasn't been above average offensively very often. But he was above average offensively last year. That's also in a you know, it can go either way. It, he was above average offensively in a year where everyone else was below average offensively. But he's one where. It's one of those where you may you you don't like the guy when he's not on your team, but you like the guy when he's on your team. Um he would steal a little bit of thunder, you know, from the Padres and and bring it to the Dodgers, you know, maybe a little bit of, of a different type of personality. Uh, you know, bring a little bit of I don't want to say edge, but just bring that energy uh that you know Dave Roberts said that the, the Dodgers maybe were lacking in the postseason. I don't think he does anything good enough to warrant, you know, maybe a, bringing him over. I, he's not a bad guy. He's just had a couple things that happened specifically with the Dodgers. Um, but, you know, not a bad guy at all. He's, he's, he'd, be, he'd bring that energy, like I said. But he doesn't necessarily hit against lefties any better than he hits against righties. He's about the same. 7, uh, seven eighteen OPS against righties, seven thirty four OPS against lefties. And, yeah, like I said, he, he doesn't necessarily bring anything crazy to the Dodgers. It would be more so for energy. And he's still young. I mean, he's, he's 29 years old. He'll be 30 when the season starts. And he's still young enough to where, you know, maybe the Dodgers can figure something out. But realistically, I would imagine that they're just going to go with the guys they have on board right now unless they make a trade and then kind of evaluate as they move forward. Is that the right way to go about it? We don't know. You know, we'll, we'll never really be able to know for sure. But I think there's enough talent on this Dodge roster. They can fill out a lineup, but it would benefit from having one more guy that either can play third base, second base, shortstop, left field, center field, full time. And I do think that they're still looking for that, and not whether it comes via trade or you know a, 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 a lesser free agent that's out there that they believe they can do something with. I don't know, um, but that's kind of the outfield situation for the Dodgers as it currently stands. You're gonna have Outman and Trace out probably in center to start the season, and you're gonna have Taylor Vargas out and left to start the season and figure things out. Now, if Hayward or Zimmer have a find something uh in spring training then they could find their way onto the roster but I I can't see it happening at the moment but you never know you never know with the Dodgers and you never know with some of these players that they can find something so that's it for the outfield we'll we'll you know probably talk about this again in a month when pitchers and catchers report and and see who the, what the roster is looking like then uh but this is how it's looking now and this is how we talk about it now we're going to look at some relievers, see if there's any relievers on the free agent market that would benefit the Dodgers. First, let's talk about Built Bar, because today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you got to try Built Bar. Holidays are over you know, maybe you overindulge on on sweets and everything else during the holidays. And now you still want to keep those sweets, but you don't want to keep all the fat and calories that come with it. That's what built bars there for you. And it's actually tasty. A lot of things that are good for you don't necessarily taste that great. Built bar do built bars do. And they're they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They got some great flavors, churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond, pretty much anything you could, you know, crave in a chocolate bar or a protein bar built bar can have that flavor or if they don't have it now they might have it at some point but guess what built bars are now in stores check out sound club check out your local walmart built bar should be there head to your walmart today walk to the pharmacy section grab yourself a box of built bars they got four bar four bar boxes 13 bar boxes different flavors you can thank us later just go try built bar right now and uh you know get what you need all right. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Host Lindsey Crosby is hosting Locked on MLB Prospects, and he's a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the stars of tomorrow. So go check out Locked on MLB Prospects, free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right. Moving on to the bullpen. And, you know, Jeff talked about the Dodgers bullpen last week and in, in kind of building that, that bullpen for, for the season. And I, I honestly, it, it's... If players pitch even to just what they did last year, the Dodgers bullpen will be very good. Um, Now, bullpens and relievers in general are volatile. You know, Phil Bickford had a very good 2021. Not a great 2022. Victor Gonzalez had a great 2020. Not a very great 2021. So, you know, these guys from day to day can have issues. But you got Yancey Almonte, Phil Bickford, you Know, I'm just gonna name relievers on the 40 man roster currently. Yancey Almonte, Phil Bickford, Justin Brule, Caleb Ferguson, Victor Gonzalez, Bruce Dark, Gratterall, Daniel Hudson, Shelby Miller, Evan Phillips, Blake, well, Tr- oh, not Blake Trining because he's hurt, uh, and Alex Fessio. So, of those guys, you know, you got Almonte for sure, Caleb Ferguson probably for sure to at least start the year all for sure daniel hudson if he's healthy for sure that's four you got shelby miller that's five you got evan phillips that's six you got alex Vesia. that's seven so that's seven for sure relievers on there and then you know you got guys like bickford brule victor gonzalez that can figure it out guys like michael grove andre jackson who could move to the bullpen or or maybe be in a swingman type role there so there's some potential guys there uh to, to fill in the last few holes, but there is still some room if the Dodgers were able to find anybody. Now, that could still come via trade, although Dodgers trading for relievers hasn't worked out in the past in terms of long-term. Uh, you know, we, RIP O'Neill Cruz and, and Jordan Alvarez, um, and, you know, I don't think, and last year didn't work out for them with, with Craig Krimbrough so much, but there, there are some guys out here that would fill a role um, on on the bullpen. The main two guys are Andrew Chafin and Michael Fulmer, both guys that spent some time with the Tigers last year. Both guys that have had varying degrees of success the last couple years in relief. Michael Fulmer, former starter turned reliever, he was Rookie of the Year in 2016, and it kind of went downhill for them for him from there in terms of starting pitching. He transitioned into a reliever in 2021 um, and had a 2.97 ERA in, in, in 69.2 innings, although he did outpitch his FIP by nearly half a run. Last season, he had a combined 3.39 ERA with two different teams between the, the Tigers and the Twins. Again, outperformed his FIP uh, a little bit, not, not entirely, but he did struggle a little bit more with the Twins than he did with the Tigers, but... He's a guy that, you know, if the Dodgers want to take a flyer on a former first round pick on uh, a former rookie of the year and, you know, maybe they think they can find something, they could go after him. He, he's still relatively young. He, he'll, he's 29. He'll be 30 when the season starts. Um, but, you know, with, there is a disclaimer with some of these guys that they haven't been signed by this point for a reason. And, you know, there's obviously a reason the Dodgers haven't signed Michael Fulmer. And I don't know what that reason is exactly. Um, it might just be a matter of they're comfortable with their with, with the guys that they got right now. And, you know, maybe they see a couple guys coming up. Or, well, there'll be some non roster invitees, either from the minor league side or or guys that they offer minor league deals that can come up and figure this stuff out. The Dodgers have created relievers out of non heralded players before. So, you know, maybe that's where they're at on their end. Andrew Chafin's interesting because he has been really good. The Dodgers don't necessarily have, you know, they have Alex Vesia, they have Kayla Ferguson, they have Victor Gonzalez. Vessia being the only kind of for sure thing in terms of left-handed pitching. Um, you know, for sure, you know, take that with the grain of salt in terms of relievers. But, you know, Vessia has been the guy. And, you know, Chafin's been really good the last two seasons. Uh, he had a one eight three ERA in 2021 between the cubs and the a's he had a 283 era last season all with the tigers now he's a guy that does outperform his fit by oh, not well depends in 2021 his era 183 his fit was 298 so even if he had regressed to his fit still a pretty decent pretty solid reliever last year not so much 283 era 306 fit so, you know, he's a guy that can that can get sixty seven strikeouts and fifty seven innings. You know, there's not necessarily any lefty specialists anymore because you know, the because of the, the three batter rule, there's only a few times where you can really put a guy into a situation where he's facing either just lefties or majority lefties, depending on, on you know the other teams lineup. But you know, Chafin's been pretty good against both and actually was better against righties than Lefties last season. Lefties hit six had a six sixty five OPS against him. righties had a five eighty six OPS against him. So I do Chafin's good. I do think he's probably the reason he hasn't been signed in general is because he might be asking for a multi-year deal for, you know, multi-millions. And maybe teams don't want to pay that at the moment. Uh that might be definitely why the Dodgers haven't signed him because they're I don't think they're looking at any reliever for multi years for you know multi million but if we get closer to the spring and he hasn't signed then you know maybe he does take a deal with the Dodgers uh or, you know, I don't know if the Dodgers would offer him, but maybe he would take a, a one-year deal or a cheaper deal. And and maybe that would be where the Dodgers can get in on him. But he's been pretty solid the last two seasons. And, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him. And he's a funny-looking guy in terms of he has that big mustache, the curly hair. Uh, he looks like he's a character in general as well. So he's a guy that could work out. After that, there's not really too much. There's a good old Danny Duffy who the Dodgers have yet to see pitch for them. Uh, he's a free agent. Yeah, guys like Garrett Richards, Matt Whistler, David Phelps. Matt Moore's intriguing. He had a pretty good year last year for the Rangers. Uh, you know, Matt Moore, you guys remember from, from his Giants days and maybe his Rays days. But I don't think he brings anything more than than Caleb Ferguson or even Victor Victor Gonzalez could bring. So I don't think there's anyone there. And then, you know, you look at guys that we talked about yesterday from the starting pitching side, and I don't think there's really anyone that stands out in terms of okay this guy maybe we could turn him into a reliever uh there's not really anybody there so when it comes to relievers the Dodgers will either have to make some or hope that some guys come up or maybe they wait this market out and uh you know maybe there's a couple guys they like I said minor league deals invite to spring training and uh you know they they work some magic so that mark prior magic so we'll see but you know The bullpen's pretty solid, can be better. Um, I don't think there's really anyone out there on the trade market that would be available that the Dodgers would be willing to pay for. So we are where we're at with the bullpen. And and I'm fairly confident in it. Like I said, as as long as those guys, they don't have to pitch any better than they did last year. Just pitch how they did last year and the Dodgers. will will still have a pretty solid bullpen. So. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Check out Locked on MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. He's going deep on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. Free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, which is how you can find us. We're available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Locked on Dodgers. All you got to do is subscribe, and you'll you'll get us anytime, any weekday, Every Monday through Friday, we're there for you. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell people. Baseball season is rapidly approaching, and uh, if you need your fix on the Dodgers, we got you covered. You can find Jeff on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. DMs are open on all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockedondodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car. or If you're at home, tell your Smart Device Play podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.